Hello and welcome to the St Mark's MK podcast. We are a small community in Milton Keynes, growing in faith as disciples of Jesus, while showing love and sharing hope to all our neighbours. Thank you for joining our village. We hope this conversation about building a life of peace and meaning helps you. It will make much more sense if you use these episodes as conversation starters with others and see where the grace of God leads you. One of my favourite things to do is to go stargazing. No, not those ones. I love just sitting outside and you don't get to do it much when you live in the city. But when maybe we've gone on holiday or find yourself on a field or a beach somewhere. And I love nothing more than just sitting down and lying back and just looking at the stars. And if you've ever done it, you'll know this thing that you start to look at them. And there's a few, maybe there's loads, and maybe there's more than you've seen when you're normally at home. But as you carry on looking at them, it's like your eyes refocus somehow. It's like your pupils just carry on dilating and they let more and more lighting. It's almost as if somebody upstairs is turning on, flicking the switch on more and more stars as they just begin to overwhelm you and fill your eyes. And what began as maybe just a few hundred thousand suddenly becomes millions upon millions of stars and as you reject the focus on the distracting bright lights all around you and you zero in on just looking at these brilliant magisterial magnificent huge wonderful stars for me it fills my soul with wonder and awe which turns into worship And it's all possible because of the momentary refusing to be distracted by the other stuff. We're in this conversation that's all about building a trellis, building some kind of structure, some rhythm, some habits, some practices into our life. Not because we want rhythms and habits and practices, but because we crave a life that's Christ-like, that has peace in it, that has depth to it, that has meaning woven throughout it, that doesn't crumble and fall apart at the first sign of a problem and so as we've been looking at these different practices we've paused for quite a while now this is going to be the last week on it on this practice this rhythm of sabbath this stopping this pausing and over the last few weeks we've looked at a couple of elements that we've taken from a guy called pete scatzero and his book on emotionally healthy Uh, these four different elements that it is a way of forming us spiritually that's the trellis if we want to be formed then we have to do things and sabbath is one of the things that we may do that it is a form of resistance against the empire of more that it is playfulness as we looked out last week and this week as we look at it it's about revelation We were on holiday a few years ago in Spain and we were staying in this kind of apartment block, this ground floor apartment block. And over the way, there was some more apartments. And I found myself one evening on the veranda of our apartment, uh, just kind of waiting impatiently for the coals to get to the optimum cooking temperature on our barbecue. And as I'm sat there thinking, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I noticed this uh, kind of loud noise, this hubbub that was rising in the flat opposite us. There was some grass in between us. But as I watched, I noticed that they had taken the kind of regulation table that we all had and the couple of chairs that each veranda had in this apartment complex. 
they'd taken that, they'd moved it to one side and they'd brought out the kitchen table and the dining table and whatever else they could find in the apartment as well. And they'd got the kind of regulation chairs that we all had, but they'd also got some beach chairs and some dining chairs and they'd filled up their veranda to overflowing with table and more chairs. And there were more people in that apartment than they normally were. There were more kids that we hadn't seen. You know, we'd, we'd passed that apartment a few times and done the kind of all right, uh, kind of nod on the way down to the pool, not knowing where they were from and what language they spoke, but needing to maintain some kind of English politeness. We'd done that, but there were these kids that we hadn't seen before, and it looked like their grandma had come around, and maybe some aunties or some uncles. And as I watched, more and more dishes were being brought to the table and placed on this now makeshift banquet table. And there were people just running around, and there was the sound of wine bottles being opened, and the clink of glasses, and laughter, and of joy. And as I continued watching, it was almost like some secret code had gone round because almost as one they sat down and silence and a hush fell over the crowd and one man stood at the head of the table and he started to sing this song. And it was a language I don't know but what became really apparent really quickly was this was a Sabbath meal for this extended family. And he sung this blessing over everybody. And throughout the rest of the evening, there were dishes being passed around. There was food being piled on plates. I could hear the laughter. There was at one point where they all sang a song. Somebody had a violin at one point and played some music. This was Sabbath in action. And it was one of the most captivating things to be a part of. It was a holiday within a holiday for this family. It was this ritual, this rhythm of practice, of stopping, of feasting, of playing, of enjoying, of delighting in one another. And everything else could just sit on pause for a little while. Anyway, back to the stars. If you've ever done it, you'll know that if you look from the stars that you're gazing at towards a bright light somewhere, and then back to the stars, you've ruined it. It's gone. It's completely gone. Because the bright distractions take us away from seeing the profound stars up above us. It works exactly the same with God. If you have some kind of underlying resentment or frustration with God that you haven't felt the presence of God for a long time, that you haven't heard the voice of God for a long time, that you haven't known the leading of God for a long time, the compassion of God for a long time, my question, my wondering would be, have you sat and listened for a while? When was the last time you put down all the other distractions, refused the bright lights and gazed intently at God, waiting to see the bits emerge which you hadn't seen before? Because the stars are always there before I bother to look at them. They're still there. They're still shining. They haven't gone anywhere. It's just that my focus has been pulled in so many different ways. There's this tech writer called Linda Stone and she calls it our continuous partial attention. She's of course writing about technology and multimedia and phones and all of that but she says what's happening to our brains is because there's so many things coming in all the time that actually this continuous partial attention means that all the time I'm only devoting some of my energy and attention to everything. Nobody or nothing gets all of it. I might be watching a program, but I'm also scrolling through other stuff on my phone and I'm having a conversation. and I've got six different conversations going on on text or WhatsApp with different other people. And then someone comes in and asks me a question and I don't look up from my phone, but I manage to somehow give them an answer which will either just placate them for a little while or they'll go away bored anyway. 
And all the time I'm answering emails, thinking of shopping lists, watching something on the telly, doing something. She calls this our continuous partial attention. And what she says that's doing to our brain is it's stopping us being wired for revelation, for understanding, for depth. Because at no point do we press pause on everything else and push it to one side and just look intently at one thing. And this is part of Sabbath. There's a a rabbi I read about who talks about it and he's kind of answering questions about the Sabbath. And he says, look, from the outside, it might look as if it's this restrictive practice that stops you doing stuff. And from the outside, you wonder, like, why on earth can they not use technology? Why on earth can they not walk anywhere? But he said, on the inside, I think of it like this. I think of it as a container which holds me and makes decisions for me already. I'm able to achieve the incredible win of gazing profoundly and intently for a long time and learning about and having my soul filled by the presence of God. I'm able to do that because I've already made the decision that I'm not going to be checking all my multimedia. I'm not going to be checking up on work. I'm not going to be going to the shops to see if they've started selling contentment or if they've got a fresh order of fulfillment in. I'm not going to be doing any of this stuff. What I am going to be doing is stopping and pausing and reflecting. And maybe I'm going to read a book that takes too much brain space for me to be able to do whilst watching Netflix. But if I carve out an hour and a half of time on this Sabbath, when I'm going nowhere else anyway, then I can really invest in learning. When I have this question that's been bubbling up for ages, I can take some time to see if I can find an answer to to that question that will help me. I can ring somebody and have an hour-long phone call and say, Could you, do you know anything about this thing of God? Could you pray with me about this? This revelation aspect of Sabbath is the thing that enables your faith to grow deeper because I stop and pause and look at God. It's the ones who stop and look who see the stars. It's the ones who stop and listen who hear God. You'll have heard of the Prime Minister's kind of weekend retreat place, Checkers. It's not far from here. That was given to the Prime Ministers, to the government of the day and subsequent governments in 1917 by a guy called Sir Arthur Lee. And he gave it, and in the statement of kind of the declaration that he passed over with it, he said, no work is to be done in this place. This place is for weekend enjoyment for our leaders. And in the deeds that he handed over with it, he said this, The better the health of our rulers, the more sanely they will rule. And the inducement to spend two days a week in the high and pure air of the Chiltern Hills and Woods will, it is hoped, result in a real advantage to the nation as well as to its chosen leaders. I love that. It's an understanding that at the core of our life, if we keep on worshipping at the altar of accumulation and achievement and acceleration, all it does is lead to a slow burnout and demise within us. But at whatever level of society we find ourselves in, putting into place a practiced, purposeful pause is going to lead to this continual recreation of our souls. So as we finish this whistle-stop tour of Sabbath and we move on to looking at a new habit and practice next week, here are some questions for you. How is it that God speaks to you? Is it out in nature? Is it through books? Is it through podcasts? Is it through discussion? How does God speak to you? When was the last time you stopped 
and listened and gazed intently, rejecting the bright lights of distraction and looking at the face of God, hoping to learn and discover and see more. Have you, through this series, thought about, yes, as I audit my life, I, I, I sense I do need to slow down. I do need to practice this thing somehow. Have you, have you done something? Have you changed something? Have you tweaked something? Have you started to implement something? Or have you got a plan to? It would be great to share that with others and they can learn from that. What questions do you still have as you think about Sabbath? Does it feel at all practical to you? Does it still leave you with things that you want to know and dive into? Gang, as we do this, I want to bless you. May you who are hurried be blessed with a slower pace. May you who feel overburdened by all that sits on your shoulders know the grace of the light yoke of the Master Jesus. May you who long to be taught and to know stuff and to develop a deeper faith be blessed by the presence of the rabbi. May you who feel that the empire has put so much on you that you just can't keep up. May you be blessed with the courage to resist. And may you be blessed with an ability to play and joy and delight in yourself, in your neighbourhood and in God. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going with friends and join us anytime. Have a look at stmarksmk.com to see what our village is getting up to. You're so welcome to join us. Until next time, be blessed by the giver of peace.